You are listening to episode 45 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Say, it's your birthday? You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you today? So I'm feeling very mellow. I did yoga this morning. It's a active rest day, and I'm feeling very peaceful and calm. I think that's a pretty good vibe for today's episode. The day this episode comes out is my birthday. I'm feeling very Beatles-ish lately, and I love their song, You Say It's Your Birthday, do 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 Of course, I've linked to the video in the show notes if you want to check that out, as well as one of my favorite songs they put out, When I'm 64. Ugh, I love that one. So as my gift to you today, go check out and get some Beatles in your day. Birthdays. What is your thinking about birthdays? Are they a big deal? Not a big deal? Somewhere in between? I would say for me, I see the birthday more as maybe not as much of a big deal, partly because I had a thought a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago by now, that I I live into the future a lot. That's just how my brain is habituated to look at the world. And so I'm sort of like living into the next birthday months before it happens. I don't know. It's just the way my brain works. So by the time the actual day comes, I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course I'm that age. So I've been mentally stepping into that for months. It's a fun time to reflect and think about the year that's passed and feel grateful that I have another birthday to celebrate. But I don't really, you know, I don't have a lot of rules or expectations for other people to make me feel special. I actually do a pretty good job of making myself feel special all the time. So birthdays are just another opportunity to reflect. But what about you? What kind of celebrations do you enjoy? Today, I thought it would be fun to share my thoughts on what I would tell someone who's 12 years old what I would tell someone who's half my age, and reflect on what I'd like to create by the time I'm 75. So this August 2022, I turn 50. I'm very excited about that. I think it's exciting to think of how much lifespan we have now compared to even a few generations ago, even 100 years ago. The idea that I could be turning 50 and looking ahead assuming a normal lifespan with women in my family, I'm looking at a few decades left. That's exciting to me. And 50 is the new, you know, it's the new 30 maybe. I don't tend to look at myself as old. My grandmother once told me, she said, you know, one of the biggest surprises about getting older is I feel kind of like just me. And then I look in the mirror and think, who is this old lady? (laughs) That just tickled me so much. I love that memory. So what would I tell someone who's 12 years old? And of course, in a way, I'm in this episode just sort of connecting to me at 12. That's such a special time in a lot of people's lives because we're leaving our early childhood and moving into adolescence, which is, you know, we've heard about it. We're maybe curious about it. 
there's, for some people, a sense of awkward uncertainty that can come with approaching adolescence. I think I would tell a 12-year-old, thinking of, of me and thinking of my kids when they were that age, of just saying, you're pure light and magic. I would adore being able to spend just one day with my 12-year-old self. I would tell 12-year-olds that your opinion of you matters the most. How you feel about you is the most important opinion in the world. And with a foundation like that, what a life you could live. If you just check in, who do I want to be and what do I value? Let the people around you have their own opinions of you. I would encourage a 12-year-old to surround themselves with people who make you feel at home. So I would say to little 12-year-old me, you know, just surround yourself with people where you just feel at home. You feel like no matter what you're bringing that day, they love you no matter what. And at the same time, you know, make sure to develop relationships with people who see your potential. I will tell you that in the, the last couple of years, there's someone in my life who sees potential in me that I don't see in myself, quite honestly. I'm so grateful that she has come into my life. She's someone that I respect incredibly. Whenever we talk, the way I see myself reflected in her eyes is, it's such a joy. And so I would definitely tell someone on the verge of adolescence, find people who, when you look at them and you talk to them, they see something in you that your mind can't quite wrap itself around. And of course, 12-year-olds read. Read lots of things, lots of different disciplines. Explore, interact, get off your phones. Go into the library and follow your nose and expose your mind to lots of different thinking. You know, study world religions and cultures and history and read books that don't seem like they're all that interesting. When I was a 12-year-old, I used to always say I didn't want to be that book that people would judge by its cover. I would sometimes just go into the stacks in the library. I encountered incredible books by being willing to wonder. That, of course, says a lot about me. I love that quote, not all those who wander are lost. <laughs> that is the story of my life. What would I tell someone who is half my age? So half my age is 25. What an interesting time 25 is. Here in the U.S., where it's standard that you go through public education and then you may go on to college, you may go into the military, you may do something else. And 25 is interesting because you've left childhood behind, but maybe real life adulthood isn't established yet. Maybe you're married, maybe you're not. Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're not. Maybe you're thinking about those things, maybe you're not. I would tell someone who's 25, spend time with different kinds of people. And in particular, spend time with people of different generations. I love intergenerational friendships. I think they in provide incredible value and perspective. So I would say if you're 25 and just hanging out with a bunch of other people who are in their mid-20s, got to branch out because some of my closest friends and mentors were people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s when I was 25, and I am incredibly grateful for their influence. 
I would tell someone who's 25, don't say no to yourself. <laughs> I think I was, oh, how old was I? I don't even remember. I was probably in my later 20s when I encountered, it was a book on cassette that tells you what a long and storied life I lived. And I listened to this. It was a book on negotiation. I don't even know. I think someone gave it to me or I don't, I don't even know how it came to be in my CD player or not CD player. I'm sorry, my cassette player in my car. So I ended up having this book on tape and it was about negotiation. And the author's name, I think his first name was Herb. And he was from the American North East. And he had this beautiful accent. And I remember listening, just to paraphrase him, he was like, don't say no to yourself, you know, like go and create what you want and let other people have their opinions and say their yeses and nos. But don't close the door on what you want with trying to figure it out or rationalizing or saying it's not for me. If there's something that you're interested in, why not? I wouldn't say that I've lived my life fully avoiding saying no to myself I would talk to people who were looking for jobs and they'd say, I don't meet that requirement or I'm not sure it's right for me. And I'm like, why are you saying no to you? If that catches your fancy, put in an application and let them figure it out. I actually love people helping people find jobs because it's something I'm so, I'm just so open to. I'm like, I, I was like, I want this. I want this. I want this. Let them say no to me. I'm not saying no to me. So 25-year-olds, say yes to yourself. Don't say no. Enjoy the ride. I think when you're in your mid-20s and, again, you're coming into adulthood and you're trying to figure out what to do, I think very often people will look at the standard issue checklist for adulthood. I would just say to people of that age, this is your life, not someone else's. It will never, ever, ever be someone else. So please do what is authentic to you. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy showing up in pursuit of your dreams, because if you're doing things to make your parents happy or your friends happy or to do the right thing and avoid regret, nobody's opinions matter. It's like, you know, going back to what I was telling that 12-year-old, your opinion of you matters the most and other people, they're either going to be along for the ride or not. And that doesn't mean to be aggressive or rude, but really, really remember that this is your life to live, not anyone else's. If they have um, opinions for you and you want to take that into consideration, beautiful, but not a single person on this earth is going to live with the consequences of what you say yes to like you do. So don't let other people shape too much of your decision. You know, have good advisors. I love the concept that Brene Brown has where she says she writes down the opinions of the names of the people whose opinions matter the most to her. And she said it would fit on a one by one inch square. And I think that that's valid. Find your trusted advisors, then connect, connect to your heart and what you want. I love the Rumi quote, and I would definitely share this with someone who's 25. What you seek is seeking you. Connect to your real desires, not the ones that help you fit in or escape your feelings. I think we're inundated, drowning in messages from the world that says, if you have this, you'll be happier. If you don't keep up, like even just, I even think of like streaming television and the volume of choices that we have there. 
it can overwhelm our sense of being connected to what we really want to live a healthy, meaningful life. And it's so easy to distract ourselves from our feelings and from our discomfort. But stay connected. What you seek is seeking you. And it's it's whispering to you through the noise of the internet <laughs> and your Netflix queue. Finally, 25-year-olds, start saving. The power of compound interest is not to be poo-pooed. Start saving. Open up that 401k. Even if you think you can't, you can. I know this is more practical, but paying yourself first. I don't remember where I first heard that advice. Put into your 401k. Put in your savings accounts. You know, take a portion off the top. You won't even see it. And then adjust your lifestyle accordingly. And then continue to grow into that. One of the best pieces of advice was when you get a raise, don't increase your quality of living. I mean, there's cost of living, of course. And as I record this, prices are bananas. But if you can increase your savings as you grow, you will thank yourself later. Now let's switch gears. Again, I mentioned I'm I'm future focused and I tend to be you know, future focused a few months out. And I'm really actively trying to develop the art of thinking out long term. Dan Sullivan, he is someone who advises thinking in 25 year time horizons because you you have literally every quarter, you're 1% of the way there. And he's like, you know, if you move the needle 1% every quarter, what we can create in a long time line is astounding. And I hope to be here until I'm 75. For me, I'm actively cultivating future focus with a long time frame. So what do I want to create by the time I'm 75? I am first focusing on asking high quality questions. Who do I want to be when I'm 75? What kind of body do I want to be in? I want to be able to live independently with mobility. So yeah, I do my workouts when they're on the calendar. It's the most important thing in my life, and I'm not exaggerating. For me to be able to move around when I'm 75 and and be maybe even a sprightly grandmother, yeah, I, that is so important to me. The decisions that I make are thinking of who do I want to be when I'm 75? What do I want to create? Who do I want to spend time with? What do I value? One of the things that is started to to come up, and, and more as I've grown my business, honestly, is I've learned that when I say yes to only what I what's a yes for me, I don't say yes out of obligation or duty or someone else's idea of what I'm supposed to do that either is said explicitly or I've internalized. The more I've become very devoted to saying yeses and meaning it, the more generous I have become. Now, generous, it is not a thing. It is a set of thoughts and a set of feelings and a set of actions. It's more a mindset in motion. When I think of myself at 75, I want to be very generous. I want to be generous with my community. I want to be generous with my friendship. In fact, I actually see myself being more social and interactive when I'm 75 and I'm not, you know, driving kids around and doing the things that take hours of my 
days now. And I love the idea of being generous with my knowledge and maybe working with people of different generations. Just like that advice I gave the 25-year-olds, have friendships with people who are older and younger than you. I want to have some very cool 25-year-olds who make me feel young and they just get to soak up all of this Coach Lisa wisdom. Because I imagine I'll be very wise when I'm 75. This has been such a fun conversation, being in this vision of time traveling to versions of my past self and even just generally, like what is a 12-year-old? What information would help them flourish into the 25-year-old and what that helps them flourish into a 50-year-old? And then what do I imagine being like when I'm 75? This week, I have an invitation for you. Wherever you are in relation to your own birthday, maybe it's in a week, maybe it's in 51 weeks, consider powerful ways to celebrate this milestone. Would you like to take time, maybe this week, to connect with people who are half your age, someone who's twice your age? It can be such a way to get clarity on what's important to you. Because Back to the whole purpose of this podcast, the Less Stress, More Fun podcast, I think a lot of stress happens when we're time traveling and not in a good way, or we're so in the moment, we're like, this is so overwhelming, maybe it'll get better someday. No, it won't. If you want less stress in your life, you have to make decisions about what's important to you now and say no to things that aren't. You have to be very deliberate about your yeses and your noes. And if you want to have more fun, You need to have mental and emotional and actual calendar space to be playful, to be creative, to be generous, whatever it is that you value. That is what will make your life more fun. It's not doing things. It's who you are and what you value and what you're thinking about yourself and your life. Time is such a gift. Being alive is such a gift. And we have so much more control over our lives and our future than we think. And we even have a lot of control over how we tell the story of our past. We have 100% control over that. So on my birthday, I am wishing all of you a joyous connection with yourself. And thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's such a gift. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.